Hey everybody, it's Pastor Brian, and I am so excited to tell you about two new projects we have been working on here at Bridgeway. The first is Pastor Lance and I have recorded a series of conversations around what we call our Bridgeway distinctives. Now our distinctives are not our core doctrines, they are not our primary areas of focus, but rather they are secondary issues that God has laid on our heart as a church leadership team to say, I want you to give a little extra attention to these matters. And in these purposefully unscripted conversations, they will help you understand who we are as a church and what we teach about these important topics. Check out this clip from one of our conversations. We talked about there being two different perspectives. Right, on right, this. yeah. And again, the point of this isn't to tear down another perspective, but also I, I think we need to sort of address at a, you know, kind of big picture level, I think some of the counter arguments to the perspective you and I are talking about here. And the, the biggest thing that I think some folks will point to uh, who have a different point of view would say, hey, there, there are a few passages, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, that seem to indicate, mm-hmm. uh, okay, women learn quietly with all submissiveness. I don't, I don't, I don't allow a woman to exercise authority over a man. You know, um, women should remain quiet in in the churches. I'm I'm paraphrasing those verses a little bit, but that's what it says. Um, That seems to indicate that women shouldn't be leading. Uh, What what is our response to that? Yeah, I I think that, once again, it's important to just periodically pause and explain our high view of Scripture. Yeah. Um, That Bridgeway has always been founded on a very, very elevated view that— um, not only is God's word in its original autographs uh, inerrant, yeah. but that it is entirely authoritative for our lives. So anything that we're ever going to do here better get a sign off on the word of God. Yes. So the question that you're asking is of utmost importance to us. There, nothing was ever designed around what's a good idea, right. uh, what would be most effective for society. We're looking Everything begins with a theological, biblical platform. And as you mentioned, we believe that, yes, it is the most biblical view. And you go, well, how in the world can that be when you have some very clear teaching? So, so for example, um, the, some would say, you know, if you just gave somebody the Bible and they were a brand new believer and they're, they're reading through 1 Timothy or they're reading through 1 Corinthians 11 or 14 and the, the natural reading would be, well, then women are restricted. Um, absolutely acknowledge that, yes. So you would have to say, well, is there a context yeah. that matters? Now, with all passages, there's a context that matters. So it may not be overt. It may require a little bit of work to do. Okay, but if it's not still in there, we have a problem. Yeah. So, for example, when we when we deal with passages such as, and probably the most controversial is the First Timothy passage. Yeah. Uh, I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man. Uh, one of the things that we need to be very clear about is that when there's a translation from one language to another, you have some words that translate well, and there's some words that are giving concepts, yeah. but they may or may not. You have to make decisions when you're translating. Yeah. We use the ESV here at Bridgeway, Mm -hmm. the English Standard Version, because we believe it's very, very good scholarship. Well, once again, they made decisions on how they translated things. And in these particular areas, um, I believe there were some unfortunate decisions made on those words. So so first of all, just to jump to the point on all of this, um, 
the the interesting thing about the context of 1 Timothy is that, first of all, the word for authority is not a normal word for authority. And I think we need to be real clear on that because they're like, oh, well, women shouldn't be over men. Because that's the big thing about, well, you can't have a woman elder. She's over a man in authority. Well, you can't have a woman pastor because she would be over men. And that's the sticking point. Uh, the word there that is utilized, authentine in, in Greek, um, speaks of an abusive form of authority. Yeah. Uh, Paul could have done it different. He didn't. He was very specific. The other one is that when the word teach, the word teach is totally normal. And they go, oh, okay, well, you're not supposed to have women teach. Then you go, well, they certainly can't be in the pulpits. They can't teach classes. Hold on. When you put the abuse of authority with the teach, you begin to see it takes on a tone of Paul had something very specific yeah. in mind. The other thing is that you mentioned a couple different passages, and that was in 1 Corinthians 11 and 14 that mentioned silence. Yeah. This for women should be silent, they should learn at home, things yeah. like that. They shouldn't speak in the church. What is intriguing is that the deeper you dive into that, you realize it's very specific. Why? Because right before he says that, he gives instructions on how women should prophesy out loud <laughs> in church and that they should wear head coverings for another reason. And you go, wait, wait, wait. You just said they're supposed to publicly teach in front of men, right. proclaim in front of men, learn in front of men, but now you're telling them to be silent. No, no, no. He's talking about orderliness. He's talking about uh, situations that involve husbands and wives, and it starts getting more and more complicated. Yeah. So, all said, the passages that are normally called out to prohibit, you find out not only do not prohibit in all cases, mm -hmm. they likely do not prohibit in that situation for all people. It's a very tailored contextual situation. Yeah, it's for a particular yes. type of person in a particular type of situation. And, and that element of it is just so critical. And I think another... Another thing that's important, or I want to make a couple of points about, about context. Yeah. I remember once, years and years ago, very first job in ministry, I'm discussing with a, you know, I'm a college pastor, I'm discussing with a college student about a particular issue, and he's quoting scripture to me, and I'm saying, well, if you understand it in context, like, this is what this means. And I don't remember what scripture, we, I remember the issue, I don't remember the scripture that we were talking about. And he said to me, he said, how come whenever we find something difficult in the Bible, we just explain it away with context, I said, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's that right. is incorrect. That's incorrect. That we we explore context mm -hmm. for the purpose of understanding what did this mean yes. in its original form because a truly, if we're going to talk about conservative theology yes. in the sense that we are trying to understand what did God's word mean when it was written yes. and subsequently what does it mean for us, a conservative reading of the text does not seek to import our cultural understanding. That's correct. Now, do any of us do that perfectly? No, I don't no. think that's possible. We all read the Bible as 21st century Westerners and everything else. But what we're trying to do, we are absolutely not explaining anything away, no. right? Uh, rather, what we're doing is trying to do our best to prevent our cultural perspective. That's correct. To cause us to read something into the text that's not 
uh, that's not there. Yes. Now, the second thing is a little more recent. It was here at Bridgeway when a little while back you were doing some teaching mm -hmm. on the subject of women in ministry. Mm -hmm. And at the end, there was a Q&A. Yes. And people could submit their questions over email. And I'm sitting in the back of the worship center, and I have access to the email address that people can submit their questions to. So I'm being the curious person that I am. <laughs> I'm just looking at these questions that are coming, and one of our other pastors was up on stage asking them to you. And somebody who I thought this was a this was a great question to ask. So I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to be critical of the person asking the question, mm -hmm. but they asked the question, well when do we know what Bible verses we need to take seriously and which ones we can ignore because it was contextual or because of it was because it was cultural. And I'm sitting there like ready to jump out of my chair just reading the question and knowing how you're gonna answer the question. <laughs> and sure enough you did, where you were like, we don't ever just ignore it. No. We don't ever just, oh well that was just cultural, so no. forget it. No. But rather when there is that targeted, like, cultural component of, okay, this was addressing a specific scenario, yes. that doesn't mean we ignore it. It means we understand, okay, yeah. what was the broader principle That's correct. behind what was going on here? And I think the unfortunate thing about some of these readings of these passages that we've been discussing, yeah. not only do they cause undue harm in preventing yes. women from— Serving the Lord exactly, in that are, they were designed. Exactly. They're gifted in leadership from doing that. But they keep us from— understanding what these passages really meant. So it's kind of, it hurts us on, uh, it hurts us on both sides. Well, the reality is we have to examine context in every yeah. situation. Yeah. Not just the ones that we agree with. It, the ones that we agree with yeah. need to be analyzed just as strongly. Totally. The problem is no one's willing to do the work yeah. if they already agree with it. Yeah. You always have to go back because what we're interested in is God's opinion. Yeah. We're interested in God's revelation. We're not interested in our own opinion. Yeah. Once again, if in any way I felt like that uh, a view of women being restricted from certain things in ministry, I would teach it. Sure. Absolutely. It doesn't yeah. matter whether or not it's popular or unpopular. It has to do with what do I really see in Scripture. And there's a lot of things that we were probably teaching at Bridgeway that need to be reanalyzed. Uh, just because everyone agrees with it doesn't make it right. Sure. So uh, one other piece that I think is very important biblically that we understand is that proper, what's called uh, biblical study, which is called hermeneutics. That's yeah. a fancy word for it. Proper biblical study would say that you look at the whole counsel of God. Yeah. You don't just look at one little tiny, minute thing and analyze that and say, well, that's a whole doctrine. You actually have to have it, you take everything else that balances it out. One of the things that's so critical is people assume that Paul, the apostle, mm -hmm. was anti-women in ministry. Yeah. To look at his practical ministry, 20% <laughs> of his named, he didn't need to name anybody, 20% yeah. of his named labor force, people that worked alongside him and leaders with him, were female named. Yeah. He was constantly working with women in ministry. When you see how he operated, you clearly can see how we were prior reading that passage, both in Corinthians and Timothy, that he wrote. You know that's not at all what he meant because right. he did not live it out. Yeah. When you see the ministry of Jesus, you see him integrating women in a radical fashion yeah. for that day. Now you go, well, if it was that big of a deal, he would have finished up. Hold on. We didn't end up rooting out slavery for a really, really long time. And I'm quite certain 
Paul and Jesus were against slavery. Not, not into that, yeah. And I mean, I think you start to kind of play these little games. Yes. Uh, and ultimately what they are is I think they're, they're frankly, they're ways for us to keep from dealing with the actual right. issues involved here. And I think part of being a, a good student of Scripture, yes. a faithful student of Scripture, is being willing to just kind of be fair in the arguments yes. that we're making and to recognize, okay, where am I asking the Bible to say something? Yes. And where is that coloring the way that I view it? Now, I can sit here and go, okay, I think that's what's happening in a lot of these more complementarian readings. Mm -hmm. But put, listen, put me in the front of the line of somebody who's going to read Scripture through my biases and all of that. And that's a constant wrestling with the Lord of going, okay, I can see, oh yeah, that person, they're they're biased by a view that's not correct or whatever. And I'm like, uh -huh, easy for me to try to sit here and like, that's not the case with me. So, so I constantly want to be like, God, would you help me to understand yes. where am I, where do I, where do I feel like I need your word to say something because yes. it's what I want to be affirmed in yes. rather than, okay, God, do I need to be, do I need to change, you know, my own perspective here? And yeah. we always have to be under scrutiny ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. We will be releasing one of these conversations each week and you can find them on the Engaging Culture podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts. And that leads me to the second announcement and that is that we are relaunching the Engaging Culture podcast in 2024. Pastor Lance and I recorded four seasons of Engaging Culture up until 2020. We pressed pause at that time and Pastor Judah and I are picking it up in January of 2024. And in these conversations, we are going to seek to sort through some of the most pressing cultural issues of our time and ask the question, how can we engage these issues with biblical wisdom? So once again, you can find our Distinctives Conversations on the Engaging Culture podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find a link in the show notes for this one. And then you can also look at bridgeway.church forward slash Engaging Culture. Be sure to check them out. And we hope that you will listen to new episodes of Engaging Culture coming in January, 2024.